learning that does not lead to action is useless. And I have done my level best to live that, um, you know, really all my life. I mean, if, if I'm not going to use it, there's no point in me studying it. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode here on Inside the Den. Uh, today we had a fellow uh, Wolf Den Amphitheater, Wolf Pup, Coffee Chat, Compadre. That gave a lot of, that was a lot of nouns there <laughs> to describe Scott Perry. He's just, he's just an amazing human being, actually a, a, a local to, to me personally and somebody I'm going to be meeting up with more in real life. But Dwayne, man, that was a great conversation with Scott having him on the show. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, you know, we jumped on it was, after that conversation, it just, it was fun to talk to him because he's maybe new to the wolf den and the TGA, but he is definitely not new to the, this education and content and principles and foundations. And so for him to like, just come into the wolf den and become a council member and, and take initiative on diffusing this information, open loop, double loop, you know, hosting Twitter spaces, all the stuff that he's done um, has just like fit so well. And to yeah. have him on the show and just get a little more in depth and get to know him a little bit better. And uh, yeah, now you guys are going to go have coffee and, <laughs> and, you know, see each other in real life. So that's pretty sweet. Um, that's what this community is all about. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting. One thing about Scott too, and there's a couple people that are, that have really come into this community, especially recently that are of high value, not even just recently, the, based on the point I want to make here, it's that I've seen Wolfden be such a powerful on-ramp for people who are not in, not that like Wolfden's all about DeFi and crypto, it just uses the tools, right? Mm -hmm. It uses blockchain NFTs as a way to um, create access and, and create different dynamics around the experience. Um, so seeing people like Scott came in, he's like, I had nothing, no idea about anything with this crypto stuff. I just knew I needed a wolf pot to get access to yeah. this community and get closer to Nick and et cetera, et cetera. And so that's what he did. He just went and set it up and he got access and, and, um, and now he's, he's quite active in the community and, and seeing like how he's, um, contributed has really been exciting and, and just, uh, just grateful to, to know Scott and, and be part of, be part of this journey that we're on. So, um yeah this is exciting so well let's dive let's dive into it yeah like let's get this uh, conversation started it was a good one absolutely let's go ahead fire it up all right we got scott perry on the podcast welcome to inside the den scott's good to see you jake Dwayne. it's really great to spend this time with you and it's a real privilege to be invited on thank you yeah, like we've got to know each other through the morning coffee chats and it was like, oh yeah, Scott needs to come on the show because we we need this conversation to, you know, and that's what the coffee chats have been about actually is just connecting and and answering questions and yeah, so this is this is going to be a fun conversation. We'll dive in a little deeper to actually who Scott is. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you don't mind um, uh, sharing a little bit more, maybe just about your background, especially how you got inside the Wolfden too, because I, I know the story, but I, I'd love to hear it from you just to share about that experience and how you found the Wolfden and um, just give us some background. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll weave both together. So I um, started life as a school teacher. I, I taught at some real reasonably famous private schools right out of college decided that that was not the vocation that I thought it was, uh, moved uh, through a couple of other things before I became a full-time musician in my late 20s. And I played music full-time for almost 30 years. I just actually um, closed down my guitar studio at the end of 2021. And um, that was in part due uh because at the sort of uh, around 2016, I was having another one of those moments where it's like, okay, I know I've won the lottery. I got to have these great teaching gigs. I got to have a career as a musician, but now I feel like there's something else calling me. I don't know exactly what that is. And I took a program created by Seth Godin called the Alt MBA. Uh, and 
after that program, I was invited to be a coach in his emerging Akimba workshops. And I had a five-year tenure as a head coach at Akimba workshops, um, where I was able to, um, you know, build a runway into what I'm doing now, which is I, I'm an encore life coach. And what I do is I help people um, define the difference only they can make in the second half of life so that they can turn that into some sort of enterprise where they're living their legacy. And in the last uh, year, I was working with this woman, uh, Laurel Portier, who is a mentee of Nick's, and she was singing Nick's praises all the time. I um, read his, she sent me bumpers, and I read bumpers, and I, I got a lot of value out of that. I actually credit that book, uh, that last exercise in that book with really changing, um, flipping the script on the way I was conducting my business. And mm -hmm. I also found uh, Laurel turned me on to Success Finder, so I kind of binged everything. You know, Nick has so much stuff on Success Finder, all the Nick's misses and um, stealth uh, influence and uh, other things. And so the ideas really resonated. And actually, even before I found, um, you know, the Wolf Den and uh, the Guardian Academy, I was baking these ideas into my own offers because they they were so profound things like seneca's barbell mm -hmm. systems reliability reasoning from first principles you know and i was always sure to give credit where credit was due but i remember nick saying like i want you to take these ideas and put them through your own filter speak them to your own audience and then um one i was in nick's telegram channel and he said something like hey I'm going to be dedicating my time to CCA and the Guardian Academy and the Wolf Den. If you want access to me, um, we're going to try this new thing called councils. If you want to get in, it, all it costs you is a wolf pup. Well, I didn't know what a wolf pup was, but I did a little digging around to figure out what a wolf pup was. I didn't know really what an NFT was um, but or how to buy one, but my wife and I figured it out. I bought the wolf pup. I entered the Wolf Den, raised my hand to be on council for personal development council in um, the uh, uh, Guardian Academy without even know, knowing or uh, being in the Guardian Academy discord. So there's a little confusion there at the beginning. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm, I've worked through all the um, initial things in the Guardian Academy, did my capstone not too long ago. Um, and so that's my crazy journey into, uh, into the Wolf Den and, and the Guardian Academy. Love yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that is very <laughs> cool. Um, it it's funny how all the stuff he talks about, like you you say you were baking it into your ideas and offers already, and then then just another point of view, and and like with this, you know, Wolf Dan and Guardian Academy is just that's what the basis of a lot of the stuff is it's just seemed like a natural trans transition and and yeah for you to step up and be a council member you've been an excellent fit by the way like it just uh seems like a natural place for you the content and value that you're putting out is just yeah it's very much appreciated for me personally Oh, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, I do have a lot of experience, you know, being a, a leader within communities. I'm big on leading from the inside out, just, you know, leading by example. Um, I think mm -hmm. communities function way better when there's a lot more inclusivity and um, diversity of perspectives and opinions. And, and so just doing what I can to um, start conversations, you know, inside the den and inside the TGA discord. And I mean, the only reason I got on Twitter was so I could do my six word updates. And so <laughs> nice. um, Nicole and I, Nicole, uh, I know that you've, she's the one that actually does the morning. She hosts the morning coffee chats. She yeah. and I have been doing um, Twitter spaces where we're talking about things like the adaptive dilemma and things like that. So um, just trying to, you know, make, it's not just, um, it's not to be instructive or to, to have some sort of authority in the space. It's like, I'm actually still trying to sort these ideas out myself. And so, you know, the adaptive mm -hmm. dilemma, for instance, is like, there's three lessons in the, in the syllabus. So just trying to um, wrap my head around all those things. It's so much better when I get to articulate my understanding and I hear someone else's perspective and then someone joins a conversation and asks a question. So um, it's, it's thrilling to be part of this community and a real privilege. So I appreciate that Dwayne, very much. 
Yeah. Twitter is, is, uh, it was the same thing for me too. Like I didn't, when I got into the wolf den, I did I thought Twitter was a, was a silly social media platform. I was like, why do people use Twitter? And then I get, I was like, okay, now I've got to get Twitter. So it was a forcing function for me to get on Twitter. And now it's actually my favorite social media platform for various reasons. So it's uh, interesting how, how all this stuff evolves. Uh, I do want to ask you, as you're talking about your background, you mentioned that in the book Bumpers, that there was, a, I think it was like the last section was something that really flipped the script for you on your business. Um, I'd love for you to expand on that. What what was the specific lesson from that book and how did that impact your business? It, I, I don't remember what the last chapter was called, but there was an exercise about um, it's basically the recapturing and reallocating resources around mm. your, your time week to week. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm an encore life coach, you know, coaching is, um, something that sometimes Nick likes to poke a little fun at, uh, in addition to, you know, online marketers, which you know, Laurel is an online marketer. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, Laura and I, I share this, it's like, actually coaches deserve to be poked fun at a little bit, because there's a lot of really bad coaches out there. Um, and I will say that I was, you know, definitely one of them, because you have to be a bad coach before you can be a mediocre coach, before you can be a good coach, before you can be a great coach anyway. But one of the things that I have found <clears throat> with the independent coaches that I work with is that we're all trying to be something that we're not because what we do is we're trying to figure out how to grow, you know, how to develop our offers, find our audience, develop a sales strategy that actually puts that offer in front of the right audience and leads to sales. And we're following the gurus and the experts. And um, if I'm frank, you know, the charlatans in, in the space who are saying, hey, you need to build a funnel. Hey, you need to have a YouTube channel. Hey, what about podcasting? Hey, you, what about what's your Instagram strategy? You're, you know, and, and on and on and on. And it's the Seneca's barbell situation, right? You've got this idea that has potential and you want to move it over to the proven category. So, you know, you you create your logo, but you're always playing with it and tweaking it and changing the colors. Then you build your website, but you're always changing the copy and the imagery. And then you get your funnel built, but the funnel's really leaky and it doesn't seem like people want to get... So you create this full-time job of working in your business uh, mm -hmm. and, and instead of like actually doing the work that you love, coaching, changing people's lives, making the difference only you can make. And the forcing function for me in changing this dynamic around, because I was literally working 10 hours a day and I was spending like eight hours on stupid marketing stuff and all the things I just mentioned. And like, you know, two hours a day on my doing the work that I really started my business to do. Last August, my son and daughter-in-law announced that we were going to be grandparents. And my wife and I immediately raised our hand and said, we want to be the daycare providers. And after they left, we looked at each other and said, how the hell are we going to do this? Because <laughs> we both work 10 hours a day on our business, even though we work at home. And that exercise of next was just, you know, kind of assessing how you spend your time and then mm -hmm. just like deciding what needs to be eliminated. Like what are the things that are not actually that are bringing down the efficiency of your systems? What, what are the things that are unnecessary completely? And, you know, what do you need to do to, um, you know, do more of the work that you love, make the difference that you can make and still earn a decent living? And what I did was I basically just said, okay, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., that's when I work, do all this stuff, you know, in my business around marketing, copy, email and so forth and then i spend all morning from seven to to noon with jasper while my wife is doing her thing and then afternoon i am working with my community or with my clients and we're passing jasper back and forth and by three o'clock i'm done she's done and the three of us are just hanging out waiting for mom and dad to arrive um and when i laid it out as you know, my aspiration, I was just like, I think I can make this work. And I worked, you know, for the better part of, I'd say, I really nine months, but I got to the point where not only was I spending 80% of my time doing the work that I loved caring for my grandson and, and coaching from time to time, and 20% of the work I hated all the marketing. Um, but I actually started to 
to make an even better living. I, I my income <laughs> literally doubled um, wow. by focusing on the things that really mattered and eliminating all the things that didn't matter. Um, and so, you know, I again, I can't, I can't thank Laurel enough for giving me that book and Nick, you know, for writing it because it was that exercise that flipped the script and changed everything for me. I'll, I'll have to say though, like it's the actual implementation of that strategy that makes the difference. It's not just the reading it and hearing about it, but it's in the actual going through the process of doing it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the thing that I've known for a long time and that I hear Nick preaching is, you know, reading books and taking online courses and watching YouTube videos and, and buying another program and learning how to implement it. That's that, that, that's a seductive way to hide. It feels like you're actually doing something meaningful, but you're actually decreasing the efficiency of your system by adding components that you never fully optimize. And so, but you don't, you know, human beings and Nick, uh, uh, Nick and Dan talk about this all the time. We're programmed for more. Mm-hmm. And more gets us further away from what we really want. And so, um, you know, there's a Stoic philosophy and the Bhagavad Gita are two ancient traditions that really inform a lot of what I do. Um, and there's a quote by Epictetus, I think, um, where he says, um, learning that does not lead to action is useless. And I have done my level best to live that um you know, really all my life. I mean, if, if I'm not going to use it, there's no point in me studying it. And, mm. um, and so, you know, that's one of the things I really love about the Wolf Den and the Guardian Academy is how we're encouraged to, you know, watch the videos, learn the stuff, discuss the stuff, journal the stuff, put the stuff into action in your lives, in your business, um, and then come back because you're going to be a different person after you do all that. And you're going to get a new insight from the very same material that you can bake in and over and over again, you're going to iterate and improve your way, um, you know, up that channel that Nick talks about, you know, where you're careening from chaos to rigidity. But over time, if you pay attention, you can narrow that gap um, and, you know, become a more efficient and effective machine. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. The, the thing about, um, about what you're explaining here, you know, this whole open loop and multi-loop learning style of taking this knowledge and, and running it through, you know, you're consuming the content, you're journaling on the content, you're discussing the content, you're hosting spaces and creating space for people to come together and and have connection around it. It ends up reinforcing these principles in a profound way that puts it into action. And the thing I really love about this, and this was the big difference maker for me coming into to Guardian Academy, was that um, the principles and lessons felt they were more molded around me. Like, and they're just as they were molded around you and molded around Dwayne and anybody else. It's not this like, hey, here's this one size pair of pants whether it fits you or not, this is the pair of pants we're going to give you. It's here's, you know, material, and it's going to be custom fitted to you based on how you're applying it. And that was like, hopefully that weird metaphor, I just kind of went down really makes sense. But that was the way it really connected for me. Cause like, wow, I actually get to play my game and do it the way that I want to do it and how I want to show up. But it also helps create strong foundation as I move forward. So, um, yeah, just wanted to pull that out as you're discussing. It was just making me reflect on on that experience. Um, I do want to move a little bit more to your business and what you're doing um, and how you're serving and helping other people, because um, I find it very interesting how you you work with people who are kind of in that second part of their life. So let's start there. Would you mind just expanding a little bit on what you mean by that and, you know, diving into that current state that you're working with when you're working with people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate that insight, by the way. Uh, the you know, you know, I mentioned that um, the Bhagavad Gita and Stoicism have really informed and inspired all the, everything I've done as a as a teacher, as a musician, as a a Kimbo coach, and now as a as an encore life coach. And you know, the Bhagavad Gita is basically a, a book about um, a, about vocation, about calling. It's about um, the the necessity for human beings to 
um, lean into and share their unique gift in order to live a happy, fulfilled life and the dangers of what happens if you don't do that. And, you know, Stoic philosophy is very much philosophy about building. Uh, it says that all that's required to be a happy, healthy human being is virtue and virtue is living in alignment with um, the, the virtues of courage, self-awareness and temperance justice meaning treat others the way you would like to be treated and wisdom and i feel like i have won the lottery many many times in my life i i went to a really great school with a couple of you know where i was one of seven kids in a classroom of with two teachers in it and got a great education i um you know, went to a, a, had a great college experience. I got great jobs when I got out of college. I was able to sustain myself and my family as a musician for a number of years, got to work, you know, with Seth Godin and his programs and now, um, you know, finding my way here. And, you know, I feel like each one of those things at the time was my calling. What I know from the people I work with and, and from the conversations I have with, you know, friends is that that's a pretty rare thing that most people, you know, follow the path of uh, that's drawn out for them by their parents first, then their peers, then institutionalized education, then institutionalized occupation, which is, you know, do what you're told, do what everyone else is doing, go to school, keep your head down, get good grades, go to another school, keep your head down, get good grades, go get a job, get promoted, find a wife, have some kids and, uh, you know, buy a house, buy a car. And when you're 65 quit or retire and die. And, <laughs> you know, at some point and midlife is just, I think at least for people of my generation. So I'm like at the very tail end of the boomer generation and maybe the generation after it's really hard for us to unplug from that matrix. Cause that's all we know. Nobody's telling us, Hey, you have a special gift inside you, you need to find like, what's your purpose? Or, you know, how, how are you going to find your purpose? How, what's your passion? How are you going to um, fuel your passion? Instead, people are just saying, hey, what do you do for a living? How much do you make? Oh, that's your house? Well, here's my house. And it's, you know, at some point in 40 to 65, that midlife period, some people wake up and say, you know, I've done everything I've been told. And um, I've done really, really well. And I'm still profoundly unfulfilled and I'm not really happy with who I am, with what I do, um, you know, and, and so all the, you know, all these things and, and the things that we learn in Wolf Den and, and the Guardian Academy that Nick and, and um, Dan and, and Dr. Spencer and, and all the, these others are talking about, it, I don't think any of these things are like brand spanking new ideas. They're ideas that you know, have, have withstood the test of time. Um, and, and many have been vetted by, you know, psychology and, and scientific research. And so, you know, just putting these, weaving these things, you know, I've woven a lot of principles and before I came into the uh, Guardian Academy in Wolf Den, but now getting this fresh look at some and, and learning some brand new ones, you know, all these things just help me, um, you know, the adaptive dilemma helps me articulate my message to the right people. It helps me um, be speak clearly and ask the right questions and to listen intently and, um, you know, be responsive instead of reactive. And, you know, it's, that's, it's my mission. I, you know, I, I feel like I was very, very lucky in my life and I'm grateful for that. And I want to, provide that kind of experience for as many people as I can. I think everyone, everyone on the planet actually deserves to be recognized for who they really are, what they're really good at and where they really belong. And they are actually, um, they should be given the opportunity to craft that into an endeavor that will not just sustain them financially, but will also fuel their own well-being, their equanimity, their sense of purpose and their passion. And that's how you know, we're going to make the world a better place. It's scary to unplug from the matrix for a lot of people though. <laughs> like, and it, and it's a hard journey to, you know, look in the mirror and decide what your success looks like because you define failure and like the whole, the whole journey through that is, 
is hard for um, people to go through. I know I turned 40 and it started. I'm mm. 45. I'm 45 now. And I'm still, you know, this last year was hugely beneficial for me. I found the right people talking the right language, explaining the right things. And, and it has been leaps and bounds over this last year for me. Um, but I was going through that and it was, it was a heck of a journey. Like <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was some, there was some tough moments in the last few years of, of, trying to figure all that out <laughs> yeah well they call it the midlife crisis for a reason I mean, it is crisis <laughs> yeah you know? and, and the thing that happens on the other side of Christ like I, I mean i will say that my you know even though i feel like i've won the lottery and i've had all these excellent experiences and feel blessed to have made a living as a musician and a, you know as a i've been a freelancer almost all my adult life so i've mm -hmm. made a living as a self-employed person and um you know, the when I was transitioning away from music into whatever was next, it came about be, through a, a crisis of my own. And one of the things that I realized and what I see over and over again with clients is, you know, there will come a moment in your life where you will be absolutely broken. Your, your heart will be broken. Your spirit will be broken. Your um, grip on reality will um, be shaken. And, you know, at that moment you have a choice you can remain broken and we know people we we all have seen these people um and um then the other choice is to be broken open to to you know your unrealized potential all the possibility for what you can do with the time that you have left and your point Dwayne, is really well taken because it is really hard to decide that you're going to unplug from the matrix because um and and none of this is our fault. This is default programming. We are hardwired by biology and evolution to follow the herd, to not stand stand out or stand too tall, um, to embrace the status quo even when it's miserable, right? Most misery people prefer the misery of certainty or mm -hmm. the certainty of misery than the misery of uncertainty. Um, and so you know, again, like, how do we, how do we break that? And, you know, you, you spoke to it, you found this community and that gave you the, the support and the tools to deal with the imposter syndrome and all the other, you know, all the other fears, anxieties, um, you know, that have a survival purpose. It's just that we don't live in that world where everything in the bushes is a saber toothed tiger anymore. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, yes, what I like to say to clients is, hey, it's not your fault. This is the way we're programmed. Um, this is the way you've been trained all your life. But if I shine a light on this, you know, the fact that there is another way and I get under your skin just enough for you to, to see it in a way that you can't unsee it, I've just made it your responsibility. Now you get to decide, am I going to do something? Am I going to take a small micro step into a better possibility for myself or am I going to remain where I where I am? And that's when you've got to just make that decision. Am I going to sit with the um, certainty of misery, or am I going to decide that I'm going to um, instead choose the misery of uncertainty and see what I can't do with and for the people that I find myself with? Yeah, I'll just add something on there to it. And it was, I think, the micro stepping into it this past year that has made the the biggest change like when i mm. first happened i tried to change everything all at once and jump right in and okay i'm doing this and and it was like it was a disaster <laughs> like it was hard and dark and rough and i didn't find any answers until i slowed down and mm. then figured it out and just micro stepped into like things and oh okay that doesn't fit okay that can go this this works i'm i like this and and just like then you know, set up my solvable problem and got some direction and found clarity. And it, it was, yeah, it's been a hell of a journey, Scott. I tell you, it's been awesome. <laughs> well, but you're also speaking to the most important part, right? Because the most important part is, isn't the goal that you set and, or even whether or not you achieve that goal. The goal is about the, um, the intention and the integrity and in, that you approach the process because mm -hmm. the goal may end up changing. Right. Uh, and it's through the micro stepping, as you said, that, you know, we get to, because when we set that aspiration, you know, we are 
aiming creatures and we love our goals our you know one year goals three year goals five year goals ten year goals but what we don't know when we set those goals are what are the obstacles that are going to come up that we can't possibly foresee and what are the opportunities that are going to come up that we can't possibly foresee mm -hmm. and the micro step process allows us to case the situation as we go we can collect the data assess it define a new strategy maybe we have to define a, a new um a, a new aim um and then it's uh, again speaking to what we were talking about earlier then it's about the execution that's about doing something yeah. with all this information and strategizing that you've been doing so I, I think that's a really important point yeah that was the biggest difference for me too because like i used to be um and I st i'm still kind of sitting on this open loop because I, I think that there's some more to to bring some clarity maybe we can you know kind of shift into this because i think this is a really important topic here where um you know, prior to like being in TGA and learning about this concept of micro-stepping and CASE. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know, CASE is an acronym for Compile, Analyze, Strategize, and Execute. So it's like a, a way of, of, of micro-stepping. And, you know, I used to, especially when I had my last business, like I would, you know, cultivate these 90-day years, all the way up to three-year business plans. And, you know, and then after a week, a month, or however long, I would look at this business plan that I spent all this time putting together, and I would look at it and go, none of this is even relevant anymore, because now I've had new evidence that shows me a different path. So I got a choice here. Do I choose the better path that's show, that the evidence has showed me to take, or do I stick to this plan that I spent all this time creating that is actually not the best path based on the evidence I see today. So it's like, it's a difference between operating and moving forward using a feedback loop where you're micro-stepping, that micro-step gives you feedback, that feedback says, hey, here's some real evidence, we're living in reality here, this is gonna show you the path you should be taking, or do you develop a plan that's based on maybe some idea evidence, maybe there's some perspective there, because we do kind of look in our past when we're planning out, we, we reflect and then we project. But it's still not real. It's not in real time. So like when when you I'm curious, like, what do you think about that? Like when it comes to the difference between planning out and having goals like some some point into the future and how does that work with the micro stepping and actually working in real time? Yeah. Well, the Nick answer would be, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say it depends. And, and my, my, my approach has always been, what if it was a both and situation, right? Because yeah. I don't, I don't think that having a long-term vision for your life or for your family or for, for anything is necessary. Is, it's not a necessarily a bad thing. What, what, what can be harmful is clinging to that expectation too firmly because now you're complicit in your own suffering because if things don't go just according to plan if you don't get just what you want suddenly you're you know some sort of failure or you know there's some pain associated with not achieving the thing that you set out to achieve yeah. um and um i think you know the the stoics have a, a phrase they use called the stoic reserve clause which is i'm going to do this fate permitting and it's that fate permitting that, you know, this speaks a little bit to some of the things that we talk about in the Wolf Den and the Guardian Academy, which is you should make as few commitments as necessary. And you should, you should, and if your commitments, if the situation or circumstances change, so that in, in, and it makes more sense for you and for the others involved that the commitment be, broken chain whatever you've got to be willing to do that so i think there's a lot of value in you know this both and approach where like yeah i i have when I, my solvable problem you know some of my solvable problem is not going to be taken care of for seven eight nine years um and and as i am working my way towards that it may very well be that my solvable problem has to change because the evidence of the circumstances or situation that I find myself in just dictate that um, that has to change or the plan to get there has to change, or maybe it has to move down the priority list or, or what have you. So, you know, I don't, I, I think, I think human beings are kind of goal oriented creatures 
and there must be a good reason for that. And we have to understand that a lot of the things that come to us through evolution and biology were were hardwired into us for survival, and we don't live in that kind of world anymore. So what can we do to um, weave alternative approaches and alternative paths to get to to get closer to what we really want yeah yeah it sounds it, what does dan say it's easy or it's simple but it's not easy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds simple but it's not easy <laughs> i've been saying that about everything i've done almost all of my life so <laughs> that, that that idea has been around for a long time but i mean it literally literally often is that simple like yeah change your mind like it's simple right just change just your mind yeah <laughs> right exactly i love that sketch on saturday night live with yeah. bob newhart where he plays the psychologist people come in and say hey doc it hurts when i do this and he goes well then stop it you know and <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we love you know we we've 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 it's kind of like um you know if you if you back in the the good old days when we had cars that were made of steel and and were a lot more deadly you know you'd get a dent and you'd pull the dent out but, but then the dent would go back just the way it was it's like this memory and i think we have that in our lives like you know you can be a, you can recover from addiction but you know that groove is set and it's you know it's can be really easy to backslide and go back into your into bad behaviors and i'm not just talking about addiction i'm talking about anything because mm -hmm. the things that we're used to doing are the things that we're used to doing and change is actually uh again simple but not easy yeah i'm gonna throw a curveball in here now um like we've talked about all the personal growth stuff which is just like that's what has drawn me to these communities and like you're fairly new how have you found the web three DeFi side of things. <laughs> well, I'm going to credit you two because when I first came in, one of the first things I learned about was your podcast. And the first episode I think was about web three, like explaining mm -hmm. what web three was. And I think it was Jake that kind of gave a breakdown that I was like, Oh, cause I've been hearing about this and I've been hearing about blockchain and NFTs and cryptocurrency. And I mean, I bought an NFT to get into the wolf den and I didn't even know what it was. Um, and you know, it's, it's just, it's again, one of those things it's new, which means it's kind of scary. Um, and you guys broke that down in a way that was like, Oh, so you can actually like build educational material on the blockchain. Like, that's kind of cool. I'd like to learn more about that. And then, you know, I get into the um, tech tree um, space and there's the Guardian Academy curriculum and, you know, seeing how it all lays out. Um, and then just, you know, <laughs> getting an NFT, buying an NFT, then getting, you know, some, uh, I went and got some recovery punks because I could. And then I, you know, I got gifted an NFT and then got some penguins and all this. I was like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, I mean, for me, it's like, these are kind of like the trading cards that I had when I was a kid. And I remember like having the old black and white Superman and Batman trading cards. And in my adult life, they were worth a lot of money. And I was thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, and, and then seeing how they're used as like tickets to access to certain things. And it, it just, it opened up a lot of loops for, you know, the way I'm thinking about how do I, how do I how do I embrace this new, this new thing and weave it into the, you know, into my life and into my work. And, you know, I'm just, and I mean, Jake, you've been incredibly helpful to me and, and just, you know, setting up my first uh, pair, you know, and, and that sort of thing. But just, you know, my wife and I are having these conversations We're like, you know, this, I'm not, it's not like we're going to take our life savings and put it all in, um, you know, a, 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 a night BUSD, you know, pair or anything like that. But it's like, you know, this could be a part of how we get closer to the, the things that we want in life. And this is, um, you know, and I think the thing that resonates the most with me is just transparency. I, I've always been a big believer in, you know, I think it's important to be honest. I think it's important to be truthful. I think it's important to be transparent um, because it, it encourages accountability and responsibility. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of, I, I don't know if I'm circling around or answering your question, Dwayne, but 
you know, I, I still don't know. I, I, I know enough probably right now to be really, really dangerous. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, learning that leads that doesn't lead to action is useless. So I'm, I'm having fun learning this stuff and I'm just kind of programmed to say, okay, if I'm going to learn this thing, I'm going to learn it by actually setting this thing up before I actually know what the heck it is, because I'll figure it out. I, I trust that I can figure it out as I go. I, I think it, this uh, community and ecosystem has just been set up so cool. Whereas, you know, to get an NFT to enter, you had to learn a little new skill and it just kind of eased you into it. Like, okay, I had to, you know, buy some crypto and then buy an NFT. And and then you start getting into the farming aspect of the TGA side of farming for a bronze guard to get into the first tier. And, you know, it's just those little mi micro steps of learning. And then after a while, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I understand DeFi. <laughs> it, it's a, it was a cool ex experience. Um, well, the syllabus that you guys are helping build is doing a, is, is doing a great job. I think it's, it's much more clearer to me going through that syllabus now. And I mean, I'm like two days and five hours away from getting my bronze, um, my, my bronze. Right. And so <laughs> again, did everything back, you know, back bass backwards and, and sideways, but um, yeah, I mean, all the things that you you two are working on around that and and the approach that the team is is putting you know i can i can i can clearly see the vision like we can we can help people become better versions of themselves and help them bridge the gap in the um fears and uncertainty around jumping into the web3 world because mm -hmm. there's going to be so like a much it's hard to, to see when you watch the news currently when there's so much stuff about, you know, bad actors and so forth, but um, it's a tool, right? And tools are, have always been something that it depends on the user. You can take a hammer and build a house, or you can take a hammer and smash someone's skull. And that's kind of up to the user and blockchain, I think is no different. You can use it as a force for good, or you can use it to manipulate and, um, you know, and cheat people. Um, what I see going on in the Wolf Den and the Guardian Academy is a real effort to leverage the beneficial nature and qualities of Web3 blockchain and crypto to elevate this, to elevate everyone, not mm -hmm. just the people that can figure, figure it out, you know, at the early adopter phase. Yeah. yeah, I think that when it comes to something I've noticed just being in the space has been um, a little bit, I think we just had our one year anniversary, Dwayne and I being in Wolf Den Guardian Academy. Um, but like when we first got in, uh, we came in mainly through like heavily into participation. I'll, I'll never coins. forget that day. <laughs> shit well, coins. we came in through I'm, shit coins. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about getting into the wolf den. Oh, like yeah. there was there was that. There was that <laughs> period. I try to erase that from my head. There was that that was even existed. But yeah, there was a there was the shit coin phase. But 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 before or at right after that, like, you know, I really kind of look at my on ramp really into DeFi through Wolf Den because that's when I really started taking it serious. And I remember the first day Dwayne and I were on a call and we're like, let's set up a farm. We neither one of us had ever done it. And I just had some Bitcoin. I just moved it over and I was like, let's just use this and let's then we went through the process and we started like, oh wow, it's actually it's actually working. And um, and then from there, like I remember like through the act of participation, you just learn a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and it starts to extrapolate. So from like the pushing the buttons, the technical side of things, kind of like that call that we had, Scott, where I was like showing you through the process, that becomes easier as you start to participate more. The Guardian Academy, if you start, if you look at the syllabus, Nick actually pointed this out recently. Um, it's not till later on in that syllabus that he really starts to, and I think it's after you get your bronze yep. somewhere in there. Do you actually, start, he, he doesn't even start, he didn't even talk about crypto until like all the free stuff, it's all behavior. And he doesn't even talk about crypto until much later into the syllabus. That's the part that is so important for people, especially when you're coming into an early adoption phase of technology. And you're right, Scott, like it is a tool, like 
Crypto is not a scam. The person who's using crypto to execute a scam is the, it's the person that's doing it. It's like crypto is just a piece of technology. It's a tool that people can use as a force of good or a force of bad. So, you know, TGA is a, such an excellent on-ramp into if you, especially if you go through the syllabus, go through the behavior, the adaptive dilemma um, in particular, you know, it speaks to kind of what we're talking about as far as crypto as a tool, you know, what are we talking about? Like Oreos don't get up in the middle of the night and shove themselves down your throat. You know, yeah. you're the one who picks up the Oreo. There's the behavior piece. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing. That. I think that's really important. And it's interesting, you know, people coming into the space that are brand new, you know, like what's your perspective coming in? And, um, you know, is this something that feels, you know, like, how does it feel being here? It definitely adds a whole nother dynamic to the community as well. So, you know, you can kind of observe that, especially being somebody who is organizing community in your business, you know, there might be some ways that you can incorporate or weave that tool if, if it makes sense. So I think you already uh, are, aren't you, Scott? Didn't I see something where you saved a couple spots for some wolf pups in your, in your upcoming course there? Yeah, there's so much there's so much alignment um, around values and just you know this again the the personal growth element and kind of you know um, being uh, being a good actor being a force for good um, between you know the thing that I've I've built and and what I'm seeing in the Guardian Academy. So I just I had a program that's starting um, this coming weekend, which will be too late for people that are tuning in, but. Um, you know, I, I've sold out this program every time I've run it and I just, you know, I was, I had three spots left and I said, you know what, I'm just going to save three spots and see if, if, if I can move a couple, cause my program starts with six or eight lessons that are kind of like what Jake was just talking about. It's like, let's take a look at why your coaching business is in the, is, is such a mess, which is about first principles thinking systems reliability you know where are all the things that you're doing on the barbell and then how do we um go back to what's essential you know which i think the only thing you need to have a thriving business of any kind is you have to have an irresistible enough offer that's um put in front of a eager enough audience and you do that through some sort of um simple sales strategy um and you know and and then you can you can build your business from the ground up instead of just collecting a bunch of tactics and and trying to cobble them together to something and so um i just went ahead and and you know i checked in with some folks before i announced it just said hey i'd like to offer three seats to members of the of the guardian academy um since that's where i i'm I actually had the council role and I think it took like an hour before those three spots were, were kind of nabbed up. And I'm really, I, I did that in part because I would love to see, well, I would love to do two things. I would love to, to have other people that are familiar with these ideas, look at the way I approach them to, just to see if, if it resonates, if it makes sense, if it's, you know, if, if it's right. Um, but also for people that, you know, are studying these things and just holding them as con interesting ideas and concepts, showing that these are principles that you can actually put into practice. And it will not only make you a better person, but it will help help you make a better living while you make a bigger difference in whatever business that you happen to be, um, to be in. Because coaching is not like, unlike any other business. Those things that I talked about, offer audience and sales, sales strategy, that's that's every business. Um, so I'll be really interested to see how this little experiment plays out. And if it goes well, I, I will definitely, you know, continue to hold spots open for, for people in the community that would like to check out what, you know, what I'm up to and, and hope that that delivers some value, um, you know, so that they can, they can do, do more and better with and for the people that, that, that they're serving. Oh man, you yeah. got a you got a good heart, Scott. I'm I'm so glad to have met you over this last little time, and I'm excited to see where uh, where our relationship goes. Like it, this is a excellent spot, and I'm glad you're you crossed paths with us. Oh, it's it's, it's such a privilege, and I mean, you know, I won the lottery again, and I mean, <laughs> you, you two are two, two two of the first people I met 
inside uh, the wolf den. Um, and I think it was because, you know, I connected with you because of your, your podcast, but I think both of you reached out to me almost immediately on social media. Uh, you know, I had no, no, no connections on Twitter. <laughs> the only, only connections I have are through, um, are, th- you know, are people that have wolf, wolf pups as, as their profile picture. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel, I feel, I appreciate what you say, Dwayne, but I, I also feel equally privileged and blessed to have found this community. I'm learning so much. I hope that I'm able to, to deliver, um, in, you know, value and kind, um, you know, with whatever time that we're spending together. Absolutely. Well, listen, Scott, this has been great. I, I really appreciate the conversation. I know we're going to continue these conversations in our, in our coffee chats and, um, and just, and just keep the, keep the energy and the enthusiasm moving. Um, we are at kind of at the end of time here. So I want to give you the opportunity to share if somebody wants to get in contact with you, connect with you, work with you, what would be the best way to, to do that? Um, the, the easiest way to, to see what I'm up to is to go to creativeonpurpose.com. Um, the art of encore living kind of lives there as, as a presented by, um, uh, creative on purpose. And, um, if you go to the blog, uh, you will see, a um, one of the categories is TGA and every article that I write that has some, that was either inspired by, or has some, um, reference to, or, uh, connection to a, a guardian Academy principal is, is under that category. Um, and if you, if you do check it out, I'd love to have you um, subscribe to, to get more of that. But I'd also just love to hear, um, you know, your, your reflections, questions and feedback about um, the way that I'm kind of thinking about these things and repurposing these ideas and applying them to the work that I do and, and hear about your experiences with how, how, how they help inspire and form the difference that you're making in the world. Yeah, very cool. The diffusion of information is just, yeah, it's it's epic to see. And I'm always interested in hearing other people's perspectives because then I get a new perspective and the cycle continues. Like, it's just, it's pretty cool. Open loops. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, we'll link that up in show notes. So definitely go and um, connect with Scott and dive through his blog. Uh, also recommend checking out his guardian capstone. He did uh, post that in his blog as well. So make sure to go check that out. It gives you a little bit more perspective on how Scott is applying some of these applications to his own life and how he's growing and just all that perspective that really helps. But what, what's the quote they say that wisdom comes from multiple perspectives. So that's what we're trying to accomplish here. So Scott, thank you so much. It's been great to have you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you guys. Ooh!